Hello, welcome to Tuned In with Cal and Lack. Welcome, good to have you back. Good to have you back. Um, how are you doing, Khalifa? I'm doing great. It was a beautiful sunny day in London and just fantastic to be alive. How are you, Lakaya? I'm actually well, like I can't complain. I'm really good, to be honest. You sound good. You sound <laughs> very chirpy, very healthy. Yes, we love to see. Um, no, I'm really good. And today's episode, I just like Ooh. want to get into it straight away because honestly, when I think back about like um wanting to do a podcast with you, Khalifa, this subject, this topic was like the main reason. <laughs> honestly, yeah. When I think about it, this might be the reason we started this. <laughs> because Truly? of our joint love for this topic. Yes, we are talking about our favorite band, Paramore. Like Paramore. Paramore. Tuned in. With Cal and Lack. I am so, so, so excited. And I kind of, I know um, on the first episode of Tuned In with Cal and Lack, you did mention your love for Paramore. I um, did. But I think it'd be nice to like, like go into it in more depth. I want to know how and when this love for Palmore started for you? Oh, this is it. It's like, it's such a deep and <laughs> like grounded love that there is really a lot to go into. And firstly, I want to start by saying that my love for Paramore really came at a time in my life when I was discovering myself. I was kind of early teenager, 13, 14. Yeah. Really just figuring out who I am outside of my parents and blah, blah, blah. We spoke about this mm-hmm. on the first episode and it was just kind of a moment of self-discovery. I am becoming a young woman. I'm like, I have interests and likes and um, hobbies and things outside of my family and even outside of my main friendship groups. Yeah. I'm just on a journey of discovery and along comes Paramore. The way that it happened was um, my cousin, who at the time was like my sister, my right arm, my best friend, and we did everything together. We were obsessed. I mean, obsessed with the Twilight Saga. And we still are, to be honest. Not a daily pleasure. I am 100% proud of the fact that I'm a downright twy whore, um, (laughs) as we used to call ourselves. Um, And I think along with that came like this real deep, like obsession with just fantasy and fantasy books vampires werewolves just otherworldly things and um for anyone who's a twilight fan or even just watched the movies you'll probably know that the decode song by paramore was um that kind of the main twilight song yeah the, the soundtrack first movie. on the soundtrack yeah so it was at the end of the movie it was kind of part of his big promotion on a lot of the trailers and i remember us hearing that after watching twilight and being like who is this band and um i've i had known of paramore before i think you know misery business is their popular song or whatever and they've been yeah. around since the kind of the mid to early noughties so i was aware of them but didn't really connect the dots because this sound just was really really different mm-hmm. and it was just so kind of dark and grungy and just like angry almost i was like well, who is this and so we went hand in hand to hmv <laughs> god rest its soul um, it's not going you cheeky <laughs> is it hmv right there we're not having that on tuned in with kind of like hmv is still going strong 
Wow. So shout out to HMB. It's still going. Shout it's out to HMB. Yes. Because I don't want it to end like this. What end of an era that would be. But oh, yes. No. <laughs> we went hand in hand to HMV and we bought the brand new Eyes album. And that's when I realized, like, oh, this is the Misery Business band. And this is these are the other songs they did. Okay, cool. And we started actually on this. This would have been their third studio third. album. Um, so quite late into their career, you could say, um, you know, as, as a diehard fan. Yeah. But then again, I was like 13. This is kind of the early days of me being able to go out and buy my own albums. And we came home on the bus. We only went into town to get that album. We went direct. <laughs> bought it cash came home on the bus and just popped it straight into the, the cd player oh my god and just sat in front of it just like arms folded legs crossed and just absorbed and the first song on that album from the f- like first 15 seconds i was madly in love so that is how and that is when i'd say okay. in terms of why in terms of why like what really took me it was just so raw and i think for their age they were way beyond their years in terms of talent they had a real kind of playfulness about them but also a bit of a seriousness mm-hmm. and not taking themselves too seriously but also kind of touched on really serious topics that as yes. for me as a kind of um you know angst teenager really spoke to me at the time and it was just kind of a perfect fusion of like me being a teenager and kind of figuring myself out and them kind of being at a stage in their career where they're figuring a lot of things out and figuring things out in their lives. And they yeah. just kind of had this teenage angst about them that just really called to me. And it was just perfect. It was just a real perfect storm. So that is kind of my first introduction. I love that. Yeah. What about yours, though? Because I know, I actually, I think I know a bit, <laughs> but I, I don't think we've really gone into detail in terms of what it, what it was about Paramore, particularly okay. that kind of swept you off your feet. So it'd be good to know. Well, the year was 2013. Oh, specifics. Yeah. <laughs> the year was 2013, and that was the year that I went after uni. Mm. And a friend bought me, as a like leaving gift, a friend bought me. We traded albums. I bought them Christina Aguilera's Bionic. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> For them. Oh wow. I bought them Christina Aguilera's Bionic and they bought me Powermore's Riot, which is their um Powermore's second album. My friends, like, they loved Powermore and I know that they did. And they were always like, look, oh, you need to listen to it. You need to listen to them. You need to listen to them. So they bought me the album and they were like, no excuses. And of course, that friend in question is Khalifa. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I still fr- have that Bionic album. Do you? I okay. Well, I've still got I've still got my... Uh, um... Great cover art. <laughs> Great cover art. I'll, have to, I'll give it that. Yes, it is. Um, but so, yeah, Khalifa bought me via and... I remember, you know, I listened to it. And the thing is, I had heard of Powermore, but I don't actually think I knew Misery Business. Like, obviously, that's like their biggest hit. And I remember seeing the video, like, it would come on, but I would never, I was never interested in when I was growing up and when that song was popular. I was never interested in that kind of emo phase. I never had one and I didn't care for it. So I'd always skip the channel. And obviously I'd I'd heard of Paramore and this, you know, I was 18. So at that stage, I'd already discovered Red Hot Chili Peppers and indie music. So Khalifa's like, come on, Paramore. So I was like, fine. So you bought me, like I said, you bought me Voya and I really enjoyed it. I I really, really enjoyed it. And I went off to uni in September. I I don't know the exact dates of when Self-Titled, their fourth album came out. 
for me, that was when I was like, oh, okay. Their lyrics at that time really spoke to me. You know, I needed to hear songs like Grow Up and Ankle mm. Biters and Ain't It Fun. Because like, you know, <laughs> yes. I needed to hear that. That's when I fell in love with them. That's when I went back and I visited and discovered Brand New Eyes and then their debut. And for me, I was like, I'm sold. I'm in. All the way. Hook, line and sinker. Hook, line and sinker. I am in all the way. Like you said, you you touched on um, briefly, like, the things that they were talking about. But self-titled album, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's so special in their catalog. It's very, I don't need fake friends and you know I'm gonna grow up and I'm gonna be the bigger person and I you know personal things that were going on in my life I needed to hear this I needed it so for me that was when I was like I love Palmore and then obviously I love watching interviews so I was watching all their interviews and I'm like okay done sold sold (laughs) sold (laughs) love them adorable (laughs) I totally get it I totally get it and so was there like a particular song or even a particular interview or like moment or album specifically hmm. that kind of done it for you? Or was it, I guess, just gradually over time? I think gradually over time. I mean, the the Via album kind of took me by surprise because you had all, for years, Khalifa had been like, why have you not listened to Palmore yet? Like, you need to. Khalifa had honestly been like, <laughs> do, it. do it. Like, really on my case about listening to Palmore. And I just, I never was interested but most of the songs on via absolutely i live like they are so good and i think just i was shocked because the lyrics i'm a lyric kind of guy i love a lyric i didn't expect them to be as deep as they were i didn't expect them to be as beautiful and sometimes poetic and sometimes you know i I just didn't expect it i thought it to be i thought it would be like angry and i mean which, you know, there are some angry songs and there are some, like, you know, cheeky cheeky songs as well. But I didn't expect love songs and, like, hallelujah. I totally get that. And that was it for me. I think it their music has always had this kind of sense of maturity about it. For sure. Where it's like, it, we're not trying to be older than we are and we're not sort of aiming yeah. for an older audience or anything. But we have such a mature and kind of like beyond our years outlook on life and we're just expressing that through our young eyes that that's kind of how I would describe them if if you were to ask kind of how in a sentence do Paramore make you feel it's like they are just they have a great foresight on on what they're going through and they just are able to express it so beautifully and so eloquently I don't even mean to like be corny or anything but I think that they are the voice of a generation they really are just so monumental in a lot of people's lives like because like you said it was so mature but it wasn't like I'm trying to be so mature and look at me he's like no this is how I feel at 16 or this is how I feel at 21 and a lot of people can relate that's why I think Palmore will always stand the test of time yeah and I think they have a cult-like following like if you were a teenager in those years even if you were like up to 19 when Lakaya discovered them 18, 19, I would say. 18, yeah. 18, or even 13, or whatever. If you were just going through a kind of young transitional, like period of self discovery in those years, particularly when that type of music was in and it was popping and it was hot. Yeah. I think you were just, you were going to fall in love with them. It was just kind of a given. It's like, um, it'll, it'll get you. You might not be when you're 13, it might be, but it'll, it'll get you. You'll get the power board. You know, they've had some 
some, some transition themselves i think yes. in terms of their sound in terms of their band members there's been a lot of change chop and change for them in fact in one time there's a bit of a running joke um that you know like who would leave the band next and who would join the band next like people were just keeping up with it almost like destiny's child it was like you know will there be yeah. a new band member next year mm-hmm. next album and to me i think it it has obviously changed the sound of the different albums that they've had and i think that's really exciting for me because I know that every album is going to be sound completely different to the last. It's going to have a different angle, a different kind of feel to it. A different vibe. A different vibe. And I love that. That's exactly what I want. And so could I put my finger on a favourite album? Oh, are we, are oh, we going there with this question? This is it because, you know, I, I do <laughs> kind of have a favourite lineup. I would I, say. I have a favourite album. Oh, go on then, because I'm I, not sure. I'll, I'll let you think, but I know my favourite Palmer album. I've sat with this question for a long time, and I've come to the conclusion that my favourite Palmer album is by far After Laughter. Wow, by far? <laughs> by far. By, by far, wow. By far, Khalifa. Yes, we're, we're going to get into this. Bye. <laughs> Woo! Okay, Easily, easily. I mean, it's actually... One of my favorite albums, it's got to be my one of like my top 10 favorite albums of all time. Wow, yeah, and I want to just I think I'm gonna like talk about, yeah, break it down. <laughs> I'll break it down because After Laughter, for those of you who don't know, there that is Palmore, currently Palmore's latest album, um, released in 2017, I want to say, yeah. So cool. at the time, I was a stan, like, and this was the first album. And the first release that I was a stand because obviously, you know, they were way into the game when I joined them, when I caught the, the Palmore bug. And the first single was Hard Times. Loved that. Absolutely. Like, it's a buff. It's a classic. Loved so it. So fun. It was yeah. so different. Like, I, I was like, what? This doesn't sound like anything from Rupert from Palmore. Or anything like, I even heard. It was just such a fusion, it, wasn't it? Yeah, it was such a fusion. Such like the synth pop. And yeah, so loved Hard Times. And then the second single was Told You So. And it's funny because I remember, I always felt like Khalifa never, you liked it, but you never liked it, liked yeah, it. it. It didn't sweep me off my feet. Yeah. It was cute. It was cute. But I like, I loved Told You So. I absolutely loved you, Told You, uh, told you So. So, of course, the album comes out and I am, like, waiting at midnight, listening on Spotify. And I am so disappointed. (laughs) I am truly so disappointed by this album. It's not a joke. I remember, like, I was was messaging you on WhatsApp. I was like, Khalifa, what's this? Like, what you... Huh? This is crap. Like, Powerball, this is actually crap. I remember there's probably tweets. Like, go back. There's probably tweets. I was just not having it. I was not, I was not, I liked a few of the songs, but I was like, why is Hayley singing like this? Where's the, the I don't know, the the grit, where's the, the blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, the guitar. and the, Where's the guitar? Yeah. Like, where is the guitar? Like, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> where were the riffs? So I just really didn't like, I didn't like the album. And I would listen to it, listen to it. And a few songs would kind of grow on me. But I remember they did an interview with Zane Lowe. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, and that changed everything for me. Because, like I like I said, and like I will continue to say, I love an interview. I really do. 
I mean, and I've always known that you have, but like the fact that it could completely change your outlook and an album, it like did... sonically, that's wow. You really do love interviews. <laughs> <laughs> One thing about me. No, I <laughs> love, <laughs> I love an interview. And I, I think what happened is because it was such a honest and because, you know, they had a, a member change and they had a lineup change they broke it down in that interview and I just understood. I felt like I understood it. Mm. And once I could understand where they were coming from, I heard it differently. And once I, honestly, once I heard it differently and then when I was reading, and then I went back to the lyrics and I'm like, oh, 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 okay, okay, done. And then like, it just grew ever since that, it's really grown on me. A lot, mm. obviously, because it's my favorite album. And I just think it's their strongest body of work. Every single song, I am just like, wow, Palmore, you really did that. And for me, I love a song where you have to like really listen to it, listen to the lyrics. The music, sonically, it's so like upbeat and fun and poppy. But the lyrics, not so much. And I'm like, oh, Oh, yeah, dear. it is very juxtaposed. It's quite melancholy, actually, yeah. in terms of lyrics. But the sound, I would say, is probably the happiest I've ever done. It's strange. Honestly, and the, I kind of love that. I absolutely love that. And the thing is, I know a lot of Palmore fans, that album in particular really divided a fan base, really divided. Like, yeah, even us. <laughs> even us. Um, and that's why like, I couldn't wait to do this episode because... I'm like so team after laughter and I don't know if you're really, I don't know if you're really there. Not in, not in the same place that you are. I'd say I don't dislike the album, Mm. but I think it was just a, such a culture shock. I think me and you went through the same thing when we first heard it, that it was like, this isn't what we expected. This Mm -hmm. isn't what we know and love from Paramore. So we're hearing something that doesn't sound like the band that we love, that we fell in love with. And so it was kind of instant knee jerk reaction of, no, I don't like it. (laughs) Without really giving it a chance, I definitely put my hands up and say that it was just kind of, I'm not taking it for what it is, I'm really listening to it for just, you know, album's sake. I'm kind of trying to listen to it as in the eyes of a Paramore fan when I didn't really take my Paramore fanness out of it and just listen to the music and the lyrics. And so instantly, I think I got my back up and I was like, oh, mm, I'm not sure. Oh. I don't know how to feel. And I would say that I'm, I I definitely feel differently from when I first listened to it, Okay. but I'm not kind of, you know, swimming in the pool of love that you're, (laughs) me personally, I think sort of um, sonically, it's, it's a good album. I wouldn't say it's incredible. I would say it's good. Lyrically, I do think it's very strong. I think it was probably some of the most intelligent lyrics and considered and like really poetic as you said um and done in such a way that it completely juxtaposes the music and it's very clever and it just kind of throws you a bit and it does make you really want to listen intently so for that i'll give it you know a big thumbs up but just uh the the vibe and the just sonically i would say it's their weakest for me personally (gasps) Oh my god, not the weakest? Yeah, and I think because there's so many things that the band members do well. And obviously we're, at this point we're talking about Hay- Hayley Taylor and Jeremy. 
And sorry, no, we're not. No, we're talking we're about not talking about Jeremy. <laughs> no, 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 we're not talking about Jeremy. We're gonna have to edit that out. We're talking about Haley, Taylor, and Zach. Yes. Um, and so with the three of them, there are so many things that I love from them. I love Haley's voice. She's an incredible I mean... vocalist. I love Taylor's. He's like he does really good chord progressions, and he's so clever with his guitar. Mm-hmm. He's just he does he makes beautiful music, and I love um, Zach on the drums. Yeah. Some of my favorite Paramore, my favorite Paramore album is most kind of down to Zach, and he's just he's a beast on the drums. The things that I loved them the most for weren't at the forefront of this album. That's fair. No, that's actually really fair because I don't really feel like we got. Haley's like vocal range we didn't really mm. full capacity on after laughter yeah and it doesn't always have to be like that and I don't even mean range in terms of you know she has to do the highest of high notes or whatever I just mean in terms of like using her voice as an instrument um which I think she's done a lot on her solo projects which I was yeah. really excited about and it wasn't about sort of doing ballads it was more just about kind of you know using her voice in an interesting way and i think it didn't really give me that and i get that i get that it wasn't the point of this album that mm-hmm. it was really kind of a synth pop as you said um kind of 80s throwback sound yeah. so it just wasn't that kind of vibe and i'm cool with that it doesn't always have to be but for me what i love about paramore is you know Haley's amazing vocal and taylor's incredible songwriting yeah. and zach's like incredible you know drums it that those are the things that i really was looking forward to this was the first of this trio that we've ever had and i was really excited for kind of three of my favorite of the um paramore bandmates ever coming together it's like okay and it just didn't give me what i wanted i know it's like picking kids but like have you reached a uh, conclusion on what you think your favorite paramore album is i have but i'm almost like I do feel like I, I should, you know, kind of go in a dark room and say it because my children might hear me, my children <laughs> being the Paramore albums. I would say it's it's between two for me. So it's between Brand New Eyes and The Final Riot. I would say sonically, like as in terms of song for song and the range of the album and the the just the, the way it was put together, the whole mood and the execution brand new eyes definitely wins okay but i know like i just want to quickly say before you go into them khalifa has been talking about the final riot to me for years years this is like i loved palmore i was a stan and i just didn't listen to the final riot because it's a live album and i just i never got around to it I promised you, like, every, like, six months, Khalifa would be like, come on, final riot. <laughs> please. Like, please. She's like, please. <laughs> and so it doesn't surprise me that you have mentioned that, to be fair. And this is it. It's, like, it's a live album. And so why is it even, firstly, one of my favourite Paramore albums and secondly, one of my favourite albums of all time? It doesn't make sense. But I think it's just so good. And... Okay, I think firstly, let's delve into why Brand New Eyes. So as I said, sonically, perfect, executed perfectly, lyrical, musical, just perfection. And I think it says a lot that we've we've chosen Paramore albums that were kind of our, not our first albums we listened to. Well, for me, it was the first Paramore album I listened to. But for you, After Laughter was the first one you listened to as a mega fan. Yeah. 
And I think that has a lot to do with it. It's like when you are just kind of, you've always almost convinced yourself that you're going to love whatever a, an artist, a band mm. puts out, and then you hear it, 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 it kind of taints your, your view. So maybe I am tainted by the fact that I was determined to love them because <laughs> I love Decode and I loved Misery Business. And I was like, whatever this album sounds like, I'm going to love it because this is the time in my life where I just need this music. So I love it already. And maybe that had a lot to do with it. Maybe the age I listened to it too. I'd never had any music like that in my music library ever before. And so it was kind of the first of the first for me. And that really did imprint on my heart and my music taste yeah. up until this day. Like I, my music kind of discography expanded 10 times after this album. Yeah. And so I have a, a lot to thank it for, to be yeah. honest, just ex expanding and broadening my palette, if, if you want to call it that. And so... I think for me, it just really described where I was at at the time. I was kind of going through my first love, God bless me. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I know. And just kind of like figuring out my friendship groups and just throwing myself out. And it really did speak to me and a lot of my kind of teenage, you know, young first experiences. Yeah. And it just, it, it really is so nostalgic. I think you know it, as you get older you kind of lose your obsession with things you know when you're a teenager you're obsessed with twilight and you're obsessed with paramore and you're obsessed mm -hmm. with whatever else and i think that was kind of some of my first obsessions i mean we will have a beyonce episode because <laughs> that's the real first but paramore was really one of my first like <laughs> proper ob obsessions yeah. and so it kind of it has imprinted on my personality even it's a huge part of my life that album brand new eyes and i'm so thankful for it um so i would have to put that first now you know the world yep. knows that final riot is my baby and that i love it even more than the riot album and yeah. I think it was for me the same way that you love interviews. I have a thing about live shows. Like, yeah. I think that's where you really get the measure of an artist because I'm sorry, we live in a world today where talent is secondary and it irks Ooh. me, it upsets me, <laughs> it, it like terrifies me. She's not holding me. back today. <laughs> I'm really not the claws around me that in this day and age, you can be popular first and pretty first and you know just kind of a little bit charismatic first and talented second yeah it's true and third even um you Ooh. know to make it as, as, a, as a music artist that really kind of bothers me and so <laughs> what I get from live performances is that you can't hide behind it you cannot fake it you can't edit it out well you can but like there's only so much you can do yeah. to really refine a live performance that's when you really get the measure of an artist and a performer for me Fair. and when I watched because for those who don't know the final riot isn't just an album it's also like a movie like a documentary they shot for that tour they did the final riot tour and they shot most of the album at their chicago set which was their last set of, of the tour and it was really kind of saying goodbye to this huge kind of epic like first world tour they'd ever done and it was just so emotional I, I would definitely recommend as I have to everybody who even knows I mean <laughs> I recommend listen to the album buy the album stream it watch yeah. it just dive into it but it was just so incredible to not only see that okay you, your music sounds good but actually you can really put on a performance mm -hmm. and it it felt kind of holy like it was like spiritual the way yeah. that they moved the crowd they were so connected they were so like just they even they seemed taken away with their own music it was just it drew me in like I'd never been drew, drawn in before 
and then to listen to it it really does kind of take me I feel like I'm there I feel like I'm in the crowd yeah and you know not a live albums can really do that I think it's a very difficult thing to pull off and they just did it so perfectly what I also love as well um <laughs> I will wrap it up I promise guys <laughs> but what I love as well is that they didn't just kind of perform their songs live and it's really easy to do that for a lot of rock bands um, it's really easy to just perform your studio versions live and just kind of do your studio versions. But they really kind of took their songs and reinvented them and just turned them inside out and gave us a, like a new feel for the album. It was yeah. just so much grungier, so much angrier, so much more kind of like punk rock than the actual album itself. And so it felt like a new album. It was like, oh my God, that like we're getting yeah. a whole new album from them. And so for that, I appreciate them. I love them. I'm impressed. I'm astounded to this day. And so it's the very, very close second to Brand New Eyes. Um, very, very close. Um, that and has I, a huge place in my heart. I mean, I what I love about the final riot is Palmore fans know this anyway. But I think for people that just think that Palmore's, you know, it's just Hayley Williams, go and watch the final riot. Because it's not mm. just, it's like, it, you see everyone, yes. everyone, every band member is pulling their weight. I mean, like I said, Palmore fans know this, but, you know, for those that don't, every, watch The Final Wire. You see everyone. So true. So you true. See Josh, you see Josh, you see Zach, you see everyone is doing the thing. And it's just like, wow, these are just out of this world talented musicians and so young there were oh like teenagers on this tour like a, a group of teenagers apart from jeremy who's a bit older but just these young people who oh are just God. like the stage presence from Haley williams you can't do you just could never deny that go yeah. and watch the final fight it, I, the vocal the, ability the, oh, the guitar the come drums on. zach on the drums like oh, we could go on. on and on we could have a final riot we like, could have episode. Yes, episode. <laughs> we really really could but for me it's just one of the most untouchable albums of all time even like not even just paramore Fair. and for that to, for it to be like that and be a live album is really really special so fair play to yeah. them and um, interestingly enough my favorite song is on the album but i do want to hear what yours is oh my favorite palmore song mm. again me and khalifa have literally stayed up at like three four in the morning um <laughs> discussing this like I, we really have gone through it because gone this to is, town. we've gone to town <laughs> by the way i just want to say brand new eyes is my second favorite Pal palmore album Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but I think the first song that comes to mind when I, you know, I hear the question, favorite Palmore song, it's now. Oh, wow. I Yeah, good song. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't even doubt that it is my favorite Palmore song because it is like picking kids. It's it's so difficult to dwindle it down, but now it's just quintessential palmore for me quintessential yeah the vocal range the 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 drums the everything the the lyrics the i just it's perfect it's a perfect song and it's i think it is my favorite i love it so much and it's underrated it really is because that was so, the, their first single it was it, the debut yeah it was the yeah. first song from self-titled and like people just play paint dust even palmore fans like yeah still into you like it's a bop it's great but i think now was the perfect introduction into that new era 
And mm-hmm. as soon as I hear the, the drumsticks at the beginning, I'm like, okay, like, don't talk to me for the next like three <laughs> minutes. Like, this is my song. And Hayley, like that little bridge with her, oh my gosh, her vocals. <gasps> Yeah, incredible. Like, come on. I'd say um, that what they do very well is they do fuck you very well. Where yes. it's not it's not like, you know, it's not even rude. <laughs> it's almost like, yeah, I'm done with you. Um and I'm over you and I'm elevated. And it doesn't feel petty. It doesn't feel like kind of like they're throwing a toys out of the pram. Yeah. It's very much like I am so above this and I'm moving <laughs> on, but I need you to know. <laughs> and that's exactly what that album was. That's exactly what that <laughs> album was and exactly what that song is yes. as well in such a good way. Like it's not just to, you know, past bandmates. Let, it, it, who knows if it was about them maybe, but yeah, it's not just to yes. them. It's kind of to the, it, it definitely was. But to the <laughs> media, to kind of anyone who doubts them. I mean, when you think about it, this album came out, what, like four years after Brand New Eyes? It was like a long time yeah. after, their last project and I think they had released quite consecutively up until that point it's like kind of every year every other year they'd had something out yeah and they went away for a while mm-hmm. while they were figuring things out kind of figuring out you know their lineup and so no. on and they came back with now they came back with Paramore self-titled it's like this is who we are and if you don't like it here's now and the fact sorry just the fact that they the album was self-titled like I just love that like this is yeah. us this is us. Exactly. All of the other versions were cute, but this is us This now. is us. Now, so there you go. Um, <laughs> now, <yeah. laughs> exactly. Pun intended. My so, fave. Yeah. My absolute fave. Um, you know, we could definitely do like a top five. That could definitely be like an episode for another episode of Tuned In with Canon Lack. But for me, I think my fave is now. Like, it is. Interesting. I'm going to let you guess. I'm going to see if you can guess what my favourite song might Ooh. be. I'll, the clue that I'm giving you is it's on the final riot, but that is... You've told... It. Oh, God. I've definitely told you. So if you don't remember, you're a very bad friend. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, is it Hallelujah? Oh, close. It's, it's very close. It's let the flames begin. It's let the flames it's begin. It's let the flames begin. <laughs> It's let the flames begin. It absolutely is. And it just, first of all, this song wipes the floor with the studio version. I'm sorry. The, yeah. I love the studio version, but this version of the song is almost exponentially better. It's just in every single way from start to finish. And I think watching it live as well, like when they did it, it was just so biblical. <laughs> like everybody was involved. You've got, I think it's Josh who starts on the guitar and then you've got um, Zach who comes in heavy on the drums and then you've got like Jeremy comes in with the bass and it was just like everyone, Taylor, yep. Hayley, we're talking all of the band members on the stage, like all of the band members has ever been in Paramore were heavily involved in their song. So for me, it just kind of feels like a almost like righteous moment, like, right, this is like everybody who's ever been involved in making paramore what it is mm-hmm. is coming together to give themselves to this this performance this one performance and did they do a good job oh my god like it it's it's roof raising it really does kind of take the roof off every time i hear it i have to blast it and i have to just close my eyes and i really do like see the flames and i feel them like i'm so <laughs> engulfed in the flames let the flames begin oh and then God. it ends with like this i think it's like a 
it's like a biblical verse i'm not even sure what it is but it's it's just so powerful it mm -hmm. is so powerful the power that that has the international implications <laughs> that that, that, that has, has. Like, <laughs> it was just like amazing i remember the first time i heard it i had chills i literally stopped the the documentary and just like had to have a like two minute silence because honestly I was like, wow. same like we can go back and look at the messages because like when i yes, finally I watched remember. it i remember i was like, like please <laughs> please watch it i was like i was like clear because their voice sounds like Oh my god. Pause. Trembling. <laughs> I actually remember it vividly. That's crazy. But yeah, that's that, that's just how it made me feel. And so I'm sure that you're all wondering what I'm talking about. We're both talking about, and you just have to go and listen to it right away. But I mean, feel you free have to, to pause. Pause the podcast. Yeah, we'll be here when you get yeah. back. Mm -hmm. Um, don't worry. And then yeah, we want to hear your thoughts because wow, I, oh, it gives me chills just thinking about it. Incredible. So by far my favorite song. That is, I mean, you know what, like, I can't even argue, fair, 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 fair play. I mean, I don't revisit The Final Wire as much as I should, mm. but, like, when I have goosebumps, always, always. Yeah, definitely. So, th do you have a least favourite album? Oh. Because I think we, we think we know what mine is. <laughs> well, what, yeah. what is <laughs> <laughs> My, I, like I said, I've, I have worked out my least favorite Palmore album funnily enough because you know I'm sure this was their most like biggest and successful but my least favorite <gasps> is Riot what <laughs> gasp my least favorite is Riot wow yeah I thought you were gonna say their debut I just thought you never really got into it so I remember See, it was the last one that you listened yeah, to yeah it's the last one I I and it's actually I don't know if I want to admit this on Tune Demon Can and Lack on the episode oh. about Power Mo, but it's the only album I don't own <laughs> <laughs> I know terrible but it slaps it absolutely slaps but Raya I don't get me wrong let's not get it twisted like I love it and we're not going to disrespect Hallelujah. We're not going to disrespect um, Let the Flames Begin. We're not going to disrespect Misery cross, Business. Cross. We're not. We're definitely not doing that. But I think there's a lot of songs that I just don't care for. Um, Miracle. I think that that's one that I literally don't have on my phone. Like I don't. I never listen to that. Fair play. It's it's, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I think even though I. It's weird because I love self-titled, but there's a lot of songs on self-titled. I just the the bad. They are the they're, they're just crap. Like daydreaming. Oh no, they okay, are yeah. like okay, I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I like, what is he talking about? But yeah, okay, fair. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, favorite band, love them, I stand, but we're not playing daydreaming, we're not playing last hope. We're just we no. Um so I, I don't proof, know if to be honest. Me, um, anyway. we're not, no, 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 we're not. We're playing proof. Like, we are playing proof. I love proof. But I think my least favorite is probably, yeah, I'll tell you why. That to me is crazy because I know. I remember you were in love with Fences at one point. Oh, you were still, obsessed with Born still. for This. Like, what a great right way to, to close an album. We were, we were obsessed. Like, have like, I made a mistake? I forgot. I think you've made a bit of a I, mistake. Wait, you know what? Let me get the let me get the tracklist because I might have made a mistake. Like, oh my god, how have I forgot about Born? <laughs> retracting, retracting. <laughs> um. Okay. I think. My least favorite. <laughs> See, it's so hard. It's like picking kids. I think it might be self-titled because I know there's a lot. Because there's like twenty songs on that album. There is a lot where I'm like, mm, okay, mm. like I. 
Sorry, I know that Daydreamer I do not like. Last Hope I don't listen to. There's another one that I can't remember the title of. So I don't know. But be allowed. Like, no, no, Powerball. Yeah. <laughs> but this is it. Like, even that, like, that's like three quite a lot of songs out there it's it's really hard so i don't want anyone to think that we're like you know we, we love them to death and that all of the albums are yes incredible yes. but if we had to pick i mean if, for exactly. me oh go on I, I mean you know it's after life <laughs> um and yeah i just feel like it's just not on the same caliber for me and it might just be because of the sound maybe in like i don't know whatever time maybe two three years time i'll just sit there and listen to it like i will take my paramore crazed obsession out of it and i will just sit there and listen to, to it for what it is and see it completely differently but i just don't think i ever have um up until this point and so for me it's got to be after laughter that's um, fair but yeah i think all of the others i mean all we know is falling i remember that was the first album i listened to um, after Brand New Eyes. So of course, Brand New Eyes was my first and I thought, I'm not going to go to Riot just yet. I think I'm going to try and do the journey um, yeah. as it okay. was intended from the beginning. So I went yeah. straight to All We Know. And yeah, I remember I watched all the music videos. I was just obsessed. I just became obsessed. I just had a huge crush on Hayley for a while. And th- I don't think there's a song on it that I don't like. Like, it's just, it really is so good. I think probably one of my top five, if not second favorite Paramore song is Franklin. Oh, come on. I thought you were going to say conspiracy, but fair. Ooh, it's close. See that? Like, there's, <sighs> I'd say all we know is falling. And we're talking about bandmates who were like 15, 16 years old. Like, they were children, but they made like such a good, solid, well put together album. And it's it's crazy to me. Like, they even sound young, but. How did they write that album? That's when I listened to it. I'm like, how? Yeah. Wait, you were six, you were 14, 15, 16. Like, huh? Exactly. How? it just it, it baffles me and it's just like they they approached it with so much maturity and it's brilliant there, there are so many songs on this album that are definitely in my top 10 paramore songs of all time yeah. um which is saying a lot so great bloody album it's just so solid it's i can't even though i don't own it don't worry after this after we record this episode i'm yes. going straight I'm gonna to amazon. Order on amazon before we finish this podcast <laughs> I swear, no, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna buy it. But like, it's such a solid album, and it kind of annoys me that they don't play any of the songs live anymore. Yeah, because I'm like, okay, I get you were like 16, but like, they live forever, please. They, they hold up. They sound great. Like, I would love to see, like, even Franklin. I'd love to see Conspiracy live or hear it live. Um, yeah, never let this go. Like, oh, just so many. hit after. Hit. I think pressure is a bit okay. Don't perform that one, but like <laughs> you've you've got just great songs. Here we go Absolutely again. Great. Oh my god! Oh, and a fun Love. fact about that album, actually, the shadow on the red couch actually represents Jeremy leaving the band, which is like the first time. This is before they had even released their album. They would already lost a band member, and I think I did watch an interview where they described it, and it's like you know he just kind of felt like it was a bit young for him, and he was trying to do a different sound and different thing with his career at that time, and it just wasn't really what he wanted to do, and so he left, and it was very very tragic for them because oh. they built. <laughs> I know. Um, Lakai is not a very big Jeremy. <laughs> I really <laughs> disclaimer. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, but they they were devastated as a band, and I think you can hear a lot of that in their songs. Um, in terms of just kind of the grudge they held and like the feelings they were having towards losing a bandmate, so much so that they put it on their cover. One um, thing about Palmore, they're gonna give you some grudge. Like they're gonna let you know. <laughs> oh yeah, like if you're leaving the band, like you're gonna hear about it. Next album. <laughs> this is what I'm thinking. Like, we just need a band member to leave so that we can get another really good album because it's been four years. Um, and so on that topic, in terms of like bands breaking up, I mean, how did you feel, I guess, over the years, you know, uh, you know, leaving, Zach returning, um, Jeremy leaving, like what, what are your thoughts on the whole Paramore breakup, break in, in and out relationship? See, I was only, I didn't know anything before Jeremy. I was introduced to the band and it was just Jeremy, Hayley and Taylor. That's when I was like ah Palmore you know self-titled it was that era and that was with Ain't It Fun and I'm like oh my god this is great love them all the interviews are fun they seem to be getting along I love a friendship so I'm like okay this is great and then Jeremy's like I don't know I can't even remember is he trying to sue I think he's like claiming that Ain't It Fun was like his sound or something like that and I'm just I I don't have time for that like (sighs) it's messy it's so messy get lost absolutely get lost i think you would have more like in-depth thoughts about like the band breakup because you know you were there before i was before i caught the power more bug what do you think about the yeah i mean it was just heartbreaking to be honest because like jeremy was the second messy breakup they had another one when zach and josh left yeah it wasn't very clean cut it wasn't very you know ceremonious it was quite messy and (laughs) It was it was it was very hard to see, especially when this was kind of like I had just fallen in love with you. I've just like learned everything about all of you. I know which schools you all went to and what your favorite <laughs> cereal is. Yeah. And I bought every piece of merch and you're all plastered all over my walls. And then two of the five band members leave and it's like, what? Yeah. So that was really hard to take, uh, you know, 13, 14 years old. And I think just the kind of nature of it as well, the fact that it wasn't done in a very nice way. And there were words exchanged, um, particularly from the band members who left, particularly from Zach, partic- particularly no. as he had... Was really- it, I no, think sorry, it, it was Josh. Josh, yeah. As he had a relationship with Hayley, I think there was a lot of kind of bad blood yeah. already. And that kind of transpired into a bit of a run. He did like a manifesto, basically, on her and yeah. how disingenuous she is and all of these things. And it just wasn't really nice. And so kind of tainted the album a little bit for a while. Like I found it really hard to listen to. And yeah, it was only kind of in the the last couple of years where I revisited it and it's kind of, I could listen to it with brand new eyes, pun intended. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it did really kind of make it all a bit sordid. And then of course it came out with self-titled many years later. Mm -hmm. They actually did a tour in between. So they did the brand new eyes tour, which I went to, which was phenomenal. And, and I think that kind of made us feel better because like, you know what, we're not in a good place right now, but we're still here for the fans and we still want to bring great music to you guys. And you, we're going to put you first. So, <laughs> Khalifa's like, don't care about your mental health. <laughs> yeah, like, don't please. care about yourself. Get on tour, write an album. <laughs> and I think they needed it. I think like they were going through so much and, you know, they they put out this tour after kind of announcing a breakup and that was a very noble thing to do and I think it was just kind of them showing a united front as mm-hmm. the, the remaining band members we still love you guys and we're just gonna do this for you so that was really nice I so- do want to ask you quickly 
uh, because you did mention live shows and they always whether it's uh, brand new eyes whether it's final riot whether it's after laughter the tour is gonna go off i want to know your thoughts um because i remember i shared this to you on whatsapp when the article came out that Haley williams says that she's not singing um misery business anymore i want to know what you think about that I think it's absolute bollocks. I think it's poppycock, absolute poppycock. It is. so stupid. And I just think it's a kind of reflection of where we are today as a society in terms of just being a bit of a snowflakes. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate her making a noble move and saying, I don't want to offend people. That is cool. No. I get the sentiment behind it. I get those intentions. But I also kind of feel like you need to really consider like, okay, Am I offending you or are you offended? That's the question that needed to be asked next. Like, you know, I don't exactly. want to offend like, people, but on the on the other hand, am I offending you or are you just offended? Because Misery Business is not a personal song. It wasn't about a particular individual. It wasn't like bashing types of women. I, I think it was about a certain, a someone because she's like, I waited eight long months. She finally set him free. Like, yeah, probably but, would. I mean, it probably they, they sound specific, but I just think it's kind of an idea. I feel, I feel like it wasn't really, you know, about this this bitch at school, you know you know taylor or whatever her name is but I, I feel like it was just kind of an idea of like there's this like bitchy popular okay. you know ha- have it all girl that yeah. we all know and we're just waiting for her to release the love of my life and she finally does and then it's like fuck you and we've all been there that is just such a relatable story and so to turn it into this kind of sordid you know, know. hashtag me too movement weird no. thing it's just really sad. Annoying. Like, you don't have to no, go no, no. there. It's annoying. It's, I will tell you it's annoying because I've seen fans on Twitter pretending like Misery Business isn't like a huge bop. Stop it. You're being annoying. Like, you know everyone waits for Misery Business on yeah. the live show because you want to get brought on stage. Just stop being stupid. Like, Hayley Palmore, please, if you're listening, just come on okay you've made your stand but perform it it's, yeah it's, it's, especially it's for ridiculous. a band that is like it's so good at fuck you as well like you have so much you know to say and you're not really afraid to let your ex-band members or the media or whoever know when you just like want to throw them a big giant middle finger and so i kind of feel like that needs to be done to the snowflakes ruining misery business for the rest honestly, of honestly please don't let please don't let them not. take that from don't let them take it from it now uh, <laughs> like <laughs> yes. just, don't let them take it from me. It's not fair. I want to get more. Honestly, I yes, want to get more. At my 26 years of age, I am still waiting I... to be brought on stage. I Thank will you. just I will learn the guitar just for that moment. Like come on, like please, yeah. how more if it's, you're it's listening. such a signature part of your shows, of your It's identity. a signature part of your career. Like it, it's your biggest hit. Like it, exactly. it's your biggest hit, period. Come on. And I guess on that note, in terms of like, you know, the way that we, they've even evolved, because I just feel like Paramore in 2007 weren't taking it out. Um, not just because it was a big hit for them at the time, I just think attitude wise, like yep. they just, they, they just really weren't pandering to the media and to, you know, the audience yep. on, on, on decisions like that. And so I guess they've changed. They've come a long way. For sure, they've grown up. They've evolved. They've grown up and cool. That's nice. That's to see. We have as well. But do you think their sound has, or well, it definitely has. But I guess, how do you think it has? Like, how do you think it's changed, and has it changed for the better? Has it not? Are the things that you like or don't like? Like, talk to me about that. It's definitely changed uh, for the better. It was never bad, so I can't say mm. it's changed for the better. It's just you know we grow up, and I don't think it would make sense for these adults in their thirties with kids to be making misery business. 
it just wouldn't make sense. So I yeah. think it's, I don't know if it's changed for the better because it was never bad ever. It was never bad, but it's just changed. And I'm absolutely on board with it. They are a, um, a genre-less band as mm-hmm. they've like said. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. I'm down for, for the void. And, you know, in terms of what's next to come for Palmore, we're in 2021 now. Their last album was five, four years ago. I yeah, genuinely ouch. have no idea. I have no idea what to expect from Palmore. And that's an exciting prospect for me. Like, I I love the fact that they're a genderless band. Genderless? <laughs> Genreless. <laughs> they're a non-binary band, guys. Um, <laughs> I, and, I, and I love that because it really does kind of open up their possibilities, their potential. Like, where are they going to go next? Are they going to do a gospel album? Are they going to do a bloody soul? Like, who the hell knows? Who and, knows? That to me is exciting. It does keep me on the edge of my seat for whatever they are due to release. So I'm excited. I would agree with you. Their sound has changed and it's kind of gone, it's always evolved and always gone forward. It never feels like it's gone backwards. I don't feel like it would be necessary or appropriate for them to kind of go back to the paramour of old. As much as I love it, we have those albums, we can enjoy them whenever we want to. And so I'm keen to hear what else they've got in store for us. I really, really am. Like they're, they're not done. They're definitely not they're done. I think definitely starting not done. so early, like they've had such a huge career. They've got so and many years band, behind them. As a band, it's, they're not done. They're yeah. for sure not done. And Hayley will like, she's the biggest uh, Palmore fan. So she'll tell you that they are not done. I kind of think if I was to guess, the next sound would probably be kind of more of the lines of self-titled so it'll be a little bit heavier Mm. i don't want and i don't think that it should be like a follow-up to after laughter i think it was so monumental and so important to the band that sound you know that everything that ever that i want after laughter to be a true standalone when we have 10 more albums yeah when we have 10 more power more albums to come I want After Laughter, After Laughter to really stand on its own because I just think it's so important and like mm-hmm. so, you know, you know my feelings on it. Oh, I'm so excited for whatever Powermore have our way coming soon, hopefully. Yeah, interestingly, that that's your prediction because I don't think so. I think, you know, we're going to get a happier album. It's not necessarily After Laughter, but just a kind of more upbeat, you know, look into the future, more less melancholy (laughs) exactly you know think of the future and hopefully the future is bright (laughs) yes yeah oh my god okay (laughs) Kalibi yes (laughs) you know fingers crossed fingers crossed Khalifa this really has been so fun it really has it's always fun it's all I mean it's always fun but like this episode in particular because you know Palmore are one of our only like true joint loves like true 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 joint loves Mm. so I was so happy to hear your thoughts on the band tuned in with Callan Lack it's been a good episode it's been I mean it's always a good episode but uh, I would love I mean we both would love to know all the Palmore fans like where do you stand are you team after laughter do you hate it like Khalifa <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate it I just it's not my favourite I think that like that I think that's a wrap yeah thank you guys for tuning in to tuned in with Callan Lack and thank I guess we'll you. see you on the next one what will it be ooh Bye. Bye. That's why you're tuned in. <laughs> <laughs>